Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, and we are on the precipice of a brand new era. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're starting two new series from here on out. I think we're both very excited to yes. get to these. Uh, but, uh, you know, as always, if you're having problems in life and you ask who's the cause of it, it was me, Dan Ryan, mm. joined as always by my co-host. I'm your new queenie now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Well, uh, a new era certainly has started. A new era certainly has started. Yeah, I, I mean, the British people are already upset enough across the internet. They might have turned off the podcast already right there. So. If we got one negative review for something that actually mattered, <laughs> I guess the negative ones are going to be rolling in. Uh, but we'll but we'll see. I mean, we will get, uh, you know, we are heading to Britain today for, you know, uh, this Topical. first part of yeah. uh, JoJo's mm. a series I'm I'm very pleased to finally get started. Yes. Um, but as always, do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss? I do have a few things to discuss. Go for it. D23 is happening, and I'm not an avid Disney stan by any means. I Mm -hmm. mean, I will watch them, and I will enjoy them. Of course, we grew up with Disney and such. I think I'm really intrigued by, and I can't believe I'm saying this because most of the other live actions suck, or they don't draw me in. I think this Little Mermaid's gonna be good. Yes. Um, I'm a stan of uh, Hallie, um, you know. Yeah. Who's playing Ariel? I did read some very mean, like lately, the mean internet comments have been springing up on my Twitter. Well, about the casting, so I just logged out. They they come out in full force about everything. Yeah, it was like her hair's not as red as it should be. What will the gingers have now? And someone said, "Oh my God, what did they say?" They said, "Oh, they're still Chucky." Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you can can stand Chucky. Well, I mean, this shit is, and thanks to Twitter's algorithm, I mean, even if if you, Jonathan, in your in your beautifully appointed Tuscan villa, are are starting to get the overflow of bullshit from other nerd, I blame you. It, it, it is, it, you know, it, it's really just every single thing that comes out. Now. Yeah. Like, every every single property that gets adapted now, prom- like, prompts this, this you know. Because mm-hmm. they, they, gotta, they, gotta, they gotta be loud. They gotta complain. So, yeah. it's... But, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully they've learned some things about um, how to do these live-action adaptations. Mm-hmm. At the very least, the color palette looks... It's taken advantage of the under-the-sea setting. Yeah. It's not earth tones it's not like well people did say it looks a little murky but i understand what they're going for it's more realistic like they they're trying to with all their live actions sometimes it works better than others sometimes it doesn't but this one i'm hopeful for even though i think melissa mccarthy should have been ginger midge the drag queen because she did audition and she did get close yeah but disney decided at the last second yeah i'm interested to see how that'll that'll play out Mm because ursula needs a lot of oomph to Yeah, you know, I, I need I, a drag queen. She yeah. was based on Divine. Yeah. I mean, but we'll because again, very scant teaser, just yeah. like the part yeah. of your world, which then, sounds like a bop. Yeah, it sounds like she's going to destroy this score. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, mm. I think we got some uh, we got some trivia because I think they brought Jody Benson to sing mm-hmm. at D twenty three. Yeah, and we also got the bit of trivia that I don't know if it was previously, uh, but Jeffrey Katzenberger mm-hmm. apparently almost cut that song. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah. So we can add that to the list of things that Jeffrey Katzenberger well, almost destroyed. That list is too long. <laughs> like honestly, it happened, and then we're getting apparently a live action Atlantis with 
Mm. My boy, what's his name? Uh, the the Spider-Man. Andrew to- Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. yeah, which is perfect casting. So, you know, the ocean won't be the only thing that's wet. <laughs> I, I didn't even have time to process that. Uh, that's, yeah. that's true. I, you, yep. you sent me that, that link about that. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting Mufasa. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Well, I don't either. Uh, yeah. But that, mm-hmm. I, that first one made... Yeah. A lot of money, so... Uh, something that's been breaking it. Apparently they're doing, like, a black and white horror mystery series that looks really cool. For Marvel? No, from Disney, I think. It's going on Disney+, Plus, but it's, like, a tribute to, like, the classic movie... I, I don't know. Is it, looks... is it a werewolf by night? That. That's is Marvel. Is that Marvel? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have known. Well, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> but to bring you in, oh, it is... A, it is it would have tri- tricked me. <laughs> it is a tribute to those things, okay. and it's going to, like, have a few of the supernatural-based characters mm. in, like, an, like an old-school throwback oh, murder mystery. That and sounds fun. A very cool but underutilized character, Man-Thing, mm. uh, who's, like, a big plant monster mm-hmm. uh is going to be appearing for the first time ever in that so cool. it's you know it's got a werewolf i think blade is showing up in that moon knight might be showing mm-hmm. up in that there's a lot of it'll be all the spooky ones mm-hmm. showing up at once for this uh you know throwback thing mm. so will we get Ilkyopelo, perhaps <laughs> will he join this murder mystery well, I, that third movie is supposed to be happening well, so gal gadot we'll has is in disney's pocket now playing the queen in snow white with rachel zelger yes. so we will have to watch that yeah <laughs> to see yeah. gal gadot i don't know attempt to do something again yeah i mean i think that's we're obligated to by this podcast we haven't now, healed so. since wonder woman but no, mm. no never uh, yeah. but i don't know it seemed interesting that they have a lot to announce well, I mean, there's even more. Yeah, uh, no, Percy no. Jackson and the Olympians. Yep. Just got a trailer just now. I think it dropped a teaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, National Treasure, Edge of History. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Santa Clauses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love those movies. Yep. So we got gonna... Disenchanted. Disenchanted. We got uh, Hocus Pocus at the end of the month. Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's, there was even more. We got we got snippets of... Uh, or, well, we got, we got art... For Wish, mm-hmm. which is going to be the new Disney Starring animated Ariana canon. DeBose. Uh, it's going to blend 2D and 3D. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the origin story for the Wishing Star. Oh, great. And on the subject of Wishing Stars... Uh, I didn't see it yet. At the end of <laughs> this, I got some things to well, say. Well, good. I'm um, glad, but I will be watching it. <laughs> um, but uh, And then we got some stuff from... Elemental? Yeah. Yeah. That looks cute. An Inside Out 2 sequel? Inside Out 2. Inside Out 2. More emotions coming? Yeah. Will we get pettiness? I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. I... But, no, there was a lot. And then, you know, and then, of course, Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Um... (laughs) I think a few... I I forget. There's been so... There's been so much stuff coming out. Mm. Um... They cast someone as Ezra Bridger for the Star Wars uh, Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. They put out the Tales of the Jedi animated trailer, which mm-hmm. is like a young Dooku and then Ahsoka stories. Um, I think Mando Season 3 trailer came out, an Andor trailer came out. Um, I think we got, for the MCU, we got a Thunderbolts cast lineup with Florence Pugh oh. front and center. Yeah. Um, Captain America New World Order. Oh my goodness. Um, There's so much. With uh, Tim Blake Nelson coming back as the leader. Because mm-hmm. he, he had a cameo appearance as that character 14 years ago. And they haven't followed up on that. So that's... You know, that was that was the whole universal rights jumble thing. But mm. they, they're using him. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And no direct yet, still. No direct, no. <laughs> Allegedly? Well, due to a certain someone's passing. Out of not. respect for yeah. the, yeah, I... Which I, apparently was a thing, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble believing it was even real, so... Well, no, it's because Breath of the Wilds 2 is gonna be called, like, The Queen Conquers or something like that. <laughs> the Queen Goes on an Outing or something. Ah, they waited, like, yeah. seven years to reveal that title, and, and then... they said, ooh, good, more time. Um, yeah, but th- that, I, I did see another film that mm-hmm. really changed the game, another A24 joint that I got around to, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. How was it? It was a game changer, Dan. It's right behind everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm convinced it's in the same universe as that. Mm-hmm. You cry for these dang shells. One voiced by Jenny Slade and one voiced by Isabella Rossellini, Miss mm-hmm. Nona. The humor is on point. It's only an hour and a half. It does mm-hmm. not linger. It, it, it doesn't move at a breakneck speed, but it's very funny, very charming, and you will get emotional watching it. Mm-hmm. It's super cute. I highly recommend it. It's definitely up there in the A24 favorites. And only with this company do we get these niche little movies like this. Yeah. With star-studded casts that play on our childhood and such. Um, I also saw a movie, but I'm saving that to last. <laughs> I I'm going before <laughs> before we go into our, the yeah, next step. That'll be the final moment. Because mi- it has to be the final moment because I got a rant. Um, but, uh, I think, uh, mm-hmm. one thing I definitely want to draw attention to, because again, it was something that you, you sent my way, mm-hmm. I love Death's Door. Oh, good! That, that, uh, you, you gave it to me as a birthday gift. Yeah. Um, it is, it is the Devolver, uh, digital, s- yep. digital, um, like, little Souls game. Yeah. Where you play as a crow who is a grim reaper in mm-hmm. training. I've been playing the shit out of it. I thought you would like it. It, it freed me from Stardew Valley. <laughs> I, I, You've I escaped can... the valley. <laughs> like, like I started playing Death Store, uh-huh. and now when I open Stardew Valley, I kind of get a headache. Yeah, so, so I'm like, <laughs> you'll put that. I'm one like, away. I can, I can play other video games. That's there me with other rings <laughs> right now. I can't, can't turn that on right now. Turn the box around so it doesn't face me. <laughs> But it is just such. A, it is such a good game. Mm. I I I really did that, didn't I? It, it, is, <laughs> it is it is climbing the charts to become one of my favorites. Oh, it, is, it is just such like a. I don't know. The flow of it is just so great. It it controls like butter. It mm. like even if you're like put off by Souls games, this one like you, like you don't lose the Souls mm-hmm. when you die. So if you just keep going back and getting just better. Try again. And, and, you know, very straightforward leveling up system. The characters are all fantastic. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, they kind of remind me of Wind Waker, but a little more, like, detailed mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, the bosses are all, like, schmucks, but you feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. And when you, you defeat them, like, another guy shows up to give them a little, like, half-hearted eulogy. Mm-hmm. Like, every time one of the, the big bosses goes down yeah. and he's like, yeah, well, you know, he was a tyrant who, uh... Who took over this space? Mm. But many people said that he was cool. So that, like, it, like, like shit, like that. Like, mm. it's all just—I uh, love it. Uh, but fantastic game. Uh, so I, I wholeheartedly recommend that one. Mm. So yeah, yep. Um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say one more thing. Oh, I haven't had time for video games, but I do have some initial impressions of Splatoon. Uh, go on. From the two point five hours I probably played, it is a lot more streamlined. Sometimes these sequels don't need to make a lot of changes. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed what they did with the story mode in this one because it starts out 
And you're like, oh, is it the exact same format as 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no. And they play on, like, that expectations. They're like, you literally might have been expecting something else. Mm-hmm. But here's something completely different right now. It's almost like they took the Octo Expansion kind of format of doing, like, these missions within every one of these stages mm-hmm. and implemented that in the story mode, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. Um, the new weapons, I'm getting my ass kicked by them. Mm-hmm. We were doing good during Splatfest, but now the real players are online, I guess. So those Woomy boys, we have to assemble real soon. Yeah. Give yeah. it time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It it just makes the process of playing a whole lot easier. Um, I like that they kind of decreased the in-game prices on items. So you can just buy more because you do have to check daily for everything. Um, okay. So, you know, which well, could become a pain. If keeping you need, like, engaged, grind. or yeah. people engaged, at yeah. least. So, yeah. yeah. So, Splatoon's back. Yeah. Hey. I'm always interested to see... Uh, it's one of those things, I don't engage with, with, with multiplayer games because I'm terrible, but mm-hmm. I love... I, I just love, like, the concept art and the, uh, you know, like, all, like the general vibe of it. Yeah. So I'll always backseat game mm-hmm. for those... On a similar note, they put out an Overwatch character and no one noticed. Oh, so. Fox, right? Yeah. I noticed A QB yeah, yeah. and... and well, she, I won't be playing it. But. She eats Homer Simpson donuts. No, I don't play either. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. love I just love Overwatch <laughs> yeah. characters, but the, no one noticed. Mm. Blizzard's... <laughs> so. yeah. uh, what else is going to... Oh, Xenoblade? Listen, I squeezed in two hours. I'm level 50 in Chapter 3, only halfway through Chapter 3. Dan, that's an insane thing to say because you're expected to be at like level 20 in chapter three mm-hmm. i'm level 50 dad mm-hmm. that's just from doing all the side quests your anime training is yeah. paid off but there's still unlimited amounts of game i said oh i'll put it on for an hour what could go wrong i continue that i get one step into the storyline and it's like an emotional pivot point for a character that we've come to love experiencing existential dread about dying mm-hmm. and i'm like Okay! <laughs> like, I didn't expect to feel this in the hour I was going to play. Yeah. So, I I mean, I can't sing enough graces so far. And I haven't even gotten to the wild part of the game yet. Apparently, it all goes... The shit hits the fan in Chapter 5. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. I don't know what happens. I'm staying mum to all the secrets and spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just excited for eventually when I do get there and I can share my experiences with you. Of course. Yeah. No. Yep. By all means. Yep. You've given glowing praise to I, it so far. Yep. It's it's definitely it's uh, it's it's hitting that grinding bug. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm almost positive this did not fall within the purview of our last episode, mm-hmm. but we got Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we uh, we got like a lot of Pokemon. Oh. We got your uh, new my, fave. I I Gardevoir is my fave, but then I saw this boy and I fell in love. I fell in love twice. Cerulege. I right. And yet, John Farouk doesn't like him. Well, he doesn't like yeah, anything. He doesn't like anything. He doesn't, he doesn't like anything. No, he's, he's very always, odd. He's he's a he's a Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he kind of is, yeah. But Cerule Edge, I I'm just in love. I'm throwing out Chandelure. It's been no. fun. I love the fire ghost typing. Uh, like things, like you know, a lot of like fate tends to line up to give us some duality, but mm-hmm. you got Cyril Edge, yeah. I got Me- I got Red Mega Man. Yeah, which is cool, too. My, like, I love him, too. My signature, is... he's he's got the stupid arm cannon, he's mm-hmm. fire, I, I think, fighting, yeah. I want to say. And, you know, we got those, we got, um... 
We got clarification on what the game is, yep. so it's like... We got Klof, Dan. We got Klof. I love him. <laughs> I uh, love him, too. Big he, crab. He looks like a Pikmin boss. <laughs> he does. And, and uh, but we got... There's no world where a Klof should be that big. Uh, no. <laughs> they but... said in game. <laughs> <laughs> My god, what has the universe wrought? He's a titan, uh, but they... But yeah, we got we got clarification that the three main paths are the gym challenge, the, the treasure the, hunt, the grand and, cooking adventure, and, and then competing against Team yeah. Star, uh, the the street toughs. Who they're amazing. These this leader of Star is awesome, and then this other Pokemon League like executive chairwoman, yeah, is awesome. Yeah, they're Utina designs. I just I I can't get over that. They I, are. They are. I think someone from Utina died. I think it was the animator. While I look it up, hold on. But, um. Yeah. But yeah, no, and and that uh, the the one the red haired character that you're referencing, I forget her name, but she's only a sub boss. She's mm. according to what people have deduced from the map, um, that character is the leader of Team Star's Fire Squad. Mm. But they have five branches, so we can expect like four more over the top villains like that, and then presumably a boss of the whole thing. Yes, this uh, grass gym leader I'm in love with, Brassius, because. Usually the grass gym leaders are like the friendly laid back type, and he seems the exact opposite, which he, is more my speed for a grass type gym. He's Hubert. Mm. He's he's uh, from uh, Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Yep. And he he terra terastalizes a pseudo wudo to give him some grass power. Mm. I just I I I like everything that we saw. We we got like a clear look at that big poison steel engine that's mm-hmm. been leaking around. Love it. Um. Ah, there was there was there was other stuff. Cloth was revealed, obviously. Um, you know, kind of confirmed that you can do things in the order that you feel like doing them. Um, but I would say not like an overabundance of like dropping everything at once. Like we're not getting inundated with spoilers like we were in the lead up to other games, mm. uh, unless of course you go looking for them. But yes. yes. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. I'm liking everything that we're seeing. So, yeah. And I meant to bring this up at the top of the episode because I read it yesterday, but the uh, lead director of anime such as Revolutionary Girl Utuna, uh, Shichiru Kobayashi, died this week. So, you know, mm. big moment for me. Uh, beautiful art. Love Utuna. It's one of my tenpole series. Of course. So, R.I.P. And I hate to bring down the Pokemon news with that, but no, I thought no, we would it, give it a mention. It was done anyway, but, yeah. but no, but yeah. rest in peace because mm-hmm. obviously she's contributed a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we... He's contributed. he's he's contributed yep, yep, yep. a lot. Yep. Apologize, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, a major part of this podcast, major yeah. part of the industry. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we gotta... I got to show Dan them turn into cars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, none of that would have been possible. Uh, it was all it was all a, a build up to a Team Star. So, yeah. um, do you have any other news? No, nope, that's it. Can I get to? Uh, the little puppet made a pie. The little puppet in the room. Oh, gosh. So, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna watch it. Because, uh, saying going in, Pinocchio, as I said previously, holds up the best, the animated version, mm-hmm. in my opinion, of, like, the classic Disney animated films. Mm-hmm. It's got horror, it's got humor, it's got, like, whimsicalness in it, because it is based on a, a cracked-out fairy tale. Yes. <laughs> Italian fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I just really like what they did with that. That Pleasure Island sequence is amazing. Mm-hmm. I... The monstro scene, they draw that whale, like that whale is going to come into your house and murder you, was yeah. one of my fears as a child. <laughs> and 
if you have not seen the reviews for for the live action Pinocchio, not good. they're not good. Mm. Uh, their words, not mine. That a lot of that charm is stripped away, mm. almost all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it. I put it on as as some background noise while I was I was doing some art stuff. Mm-hmm. And usually when I do these things, mm-hmm. when I when I watch a Disney product or I watch a, a known goober product, mm-hmm. I I'm ready to message you yes. or my brother. To, to make jokes, to, to like, make recommendations even. Mm-hmm. Um, recommendations are rare, but, uh, you know, I'm, like, ready to, to like, live yeah. tweet. Yeah, And I had nothing. I, I was, like, I was just sitting there, and uh, it opens, mm-hmm. and a lot of praise has gone to Tom Hanks' <laughs> acting, but I gotta say, when you watch the, like, the first couple scenes in this movie... And I love Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. but he gives off, like, like person in a high school play vibes. Oh, wait till you see him as a colonel. <laughs> as the colonel, Dan. Like, it's him in, like, because he's Geppetto, but yep. it's him in, like, an Einstein costume. Mm-hmm. And he's very clearly doing, like, an old man. Like, like it's like, yeah. if you told me, Dan, in five minutes, you gotta be an old man. Yeah. So I'm like... Oh, oh, Pinocchio, I want to, bu- like, hey, I'm old, yeah. I'm walking like this, but sometimes yeah. I forget to walk like this, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, like, and I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Um, but this next part, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if, if, if anyone listening to this podcast mm-hmm. uh, has the misfortune of listening to it while they're eating lunch <laughs> oh, or dinner. Oh, no. Uh, or if you ha- otherwise have a weak constitution, maybe yeah. skip ahead, like, five minutes, mm-hmm. um, we have, like, a small tangent, but so you'll know when you hit it. <laughs> I gotta talk about something uh-huh. that, uh, pr- probably, probably one of the grosser things I've had to talk about on this podcast. Oh, no. Um, there were, when I was sitting down to watch this movie, there were rumors abounding that there was a scene where Pinocchio plays with horse shit. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's, it, Twitter being assholes, there's not, it's like, it, it's an out of context, like, screen grab. And it does happen. But, 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 it's more complicated than that. <laughs> okay. So, um, Pinocchio is uh, skipping to school. It's the scene yes. where Honest John... Yeah. Classic character. Apparently he says something about being an influencer now. Yes, no, he drops... I saw that. He drops a whole bunch of 2020 memes. Really killing my favorite character in that movie. Honest like John. Every Next other... to Stromboli and the Coachman. Well, all of them yeah. drop, like... T- except for Pinocchio, all of them drop, like, 2022-style oh, memes, like, written by 60-year-olds. I but can't. they, um, But it's, this, it's the part where Pinocchio is skipping to school... And and I'm I'm just going into this because things bother me. Okay. Um. So Pinocchio is skipping to school and he has an apple that he is going to give to the teacher, and he stops. Uh, he falls behind the other students heading to school to look at a pile of horse shit. So uh, colloquially, colloquially uh, horse shit was sometimes back in the day called road apples. That was a joke. It was a... And Pinocchio, being naive, stupid puppet boy... Oh, God. No, no, no. Don't worry. Puts the apple down <laughs> next to the horse shit. And if you are not an amiibo, or a- amoeba, I should say, if you have existed longer than a year, if you have seen a movie, or if you know that movies exist, you get the sense, okay, 
some kind of joke is about to happen. Pinocchio, naive, dopey puppet boy... Yeah, just brought to life, doesn't know any better. ...has placed an apple next to a pile of horse shit, and... The camera focuses on it. The camera, you like, it's center of the shot, he puts the apple down next to the horse shit, and he's just, like, looking at it. Then it cuts to Honest John ranting. In the background is bad CGI Pinocchio looking at the horse shit like a video game NPC. He's like... Like, I, the, the audience can't see what I'm doing, but he's, like, inspecting it, like, you know, just having fun. And you think, by all movie laws, by all gross-out kids' movie laws, he's gonna pick up a piece of horse shit in, instead of the apple, because he's distracted. He's gonna skip ahead, he's gonna put that on the teacher's desk, and he's just like, get out of here, like, you know, like... But nothing happens. He picks up the apple and keeps going. What? And it serves it, it it So they they wrote a scene, Pinocchio has to fall behind from the rest of the school children. And they chose to do it with horse shit. Oh my gosh. But it serves no purpose. Honest John eats the apple. And you would think like okay, Pinocchio's gonna be walking around with this, uh, like, he's gonna, like, toss it to Honest John. Okay, yeah, funny. and, po- like, did I just eat shit? And Pinocchio goes, no, and then it... Yeah, <laughs> poop joke. Yeah, yeah, classic. Kids will love it. Mm-hmm. But nothing happens. It's literally just to have <laughs> Pinocchio look at a pile of That's horse shit. surreal. This might be my favorite segment we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> I-, I was just so, like... So maybe they were going some, or maybe it's a commentary. I don't know what it could well, be. Dan. That's what I was thinking. Like I'm thinking, like okay, maybe at some point when like they one were of the animators this, was like, uh, like yeah. okay, we'll have we'll do that joke, but then they they were like, but they they got to render CGI. Pinocchio. I think they're gonna cut it out. We're gonna have to speed watch it after this. <laughs> like I I like I just saw that and I'm like, I. I I, I was just, I was at a loss for words. Like, again, I was ready to live-tweet you things, like, oh, this is good. But I was just like, like, this is, this is just bad. Like, this is, like, I don't even have any jokes. Like, oh, it was just... No. But there's so much more. There's, like, there's so much, like, the... Uh, what's his name? Um, Stromboli? Well, he's barely an afterthought. He's oh, there, is but he an he Italian stereotype? And they give they give Pinocchio like a love interest puppet. Yeah, they had that kind of sort in the original and it, in the novel too. It, it, but he's she's puppeteered by like a, a a ballet dancer who's working for Stromboli, and then Stromboli <laughs> disappears from the movie, and then it, it, it's like Lampwick. Is that who you're thinking of? No, okay. Lampwick is in the movie. <laughs> but no, I know he's played by a kid who is desperately trying to do, like, a Cockney British accent, mm-hmm. but can't. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, hey, Slats, hey, Slats, what are you doing, Slats? Well, we're going, like, it like it, it shifts between, like, New Yorker and, and oh. Cockney, and it, it, it's just, like, it is infuriating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, why? <laughs> why is this, you know, <laughs> what is this? Like, I, I, I don't even, I don't know. It, it's... You know, and, and I'm not a Pinocchio expert. It's that Robert so. Zemeckis, he's he's lost it. He and had I didn't the greats even, back in the day, and now I I didn't even factor that in when I was watching. Like I forgot that it was a Robert Zemeckis movie, yeah. and I'm like, now it like, makes sense. Down the like, lines of the new witch, it, it, the new witches, yeah. It was just, it was just, ah, uh, I I I don't, 
again, because I'm not a Pinocchio expert, so I would need to double check with you to mm. see what is canon to Pinocchio well, or not. Well, I think it was like a, he's a crude boy in the novel. Yeah. So I could see him playing with shit and like the Italian writer getting off with that and like laughing. At, well, no, not even but, that. But, but that's just strange to me. Was, it doesn't sound like it really existed. That's why we have to watch it immediately after before what, they take it out. Was like the, the super speed feed on fire thing in the original. I don't think so. It might have been. Like, that. that's... It was, like, cartoony, childish humor. Yeah. So, I could see that fitting. I don't remember. It's been a while since I... Is it Berlini? Berloni? Someone who wrote Pinocchio. Oh, no, no. I'm talking yeah. about the original Disney Pinocchio. Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't there. No. Okay, so they add that. Yeah. So, they add that he has, like, super speed. Oh. He can do, like, dash. Uh, <laughs> like, literally, because he runs on water, kind of, at one point. Oh, and he, no. That doesn't happen. Um... And then he can move his feet so fast that they well, ignite. Well, that, but you'd think he would burn away, so... No, I think yeah. he does little things, like sets a finger on fire to, like, light a cigar in well, the original movie. Well, they do that in this movie, but mm-hmm. he also gets super speed, so I Great. don't... Uh, I'm just I'm just saying that yeah. that's... So... Not... not. I don't know, maybe a recommendation for Pinocchio. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just... Tom Hanks filming this and Elvis back-to-back... I need to write a book. I need to do the biopic of this segment of Tom Hanks' life. Because the way you're describing this, like, he just never got out of character. He was the same character both times. Yeah. I It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Chet Hanks, he had enough going on at home. <laughs> he just... <laughs> no, and I was at an impasse, because I checked with you. Like, okay, Elvis is on streaming and Pinocchio is on streaming. Which one do oh, you not want me to watch? You're not you allowed said, to watch Elvis without me. So I went down this Tom Hanks road, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm I suffered for it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. Check it out while it's it's up on Disney Plus. Maybe mm-hmm. if you want to want a good comparison. But it it really does rob a lot of charm from the like. <laughs> There's like little. Well, we're also in a Pinocchio oversaturated moment yeah, in the are. pop culture zeitgeist. We had literally twelve different Pinocchios come out in the past two years. Still more coming with the Guillermo version, yeah, and such. So, I yeah, I I it was just the perfect storm of of puppets. But yeah, I it, it's it's probably worth watching for like comparison's sake to like how not to do things like this because again, like I can't I I can't do it justice now. But there's a lot of like jokes about like from Jiminy Cricket and from Honest John that are like modern day like there's a Chris Pine joke Mm. there's like (laughs) some memes there's like Jiminy Cricket like I think calls out plot points from the original film to make jokes about them Mm. there's like weird things like that but it's you know it is what it is so maybe check it out Mm. Wish Upon a Star and all that sorry you had to watch that alone dad um (laughs) But yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, that's all the news I had, mm. so. Um, tangent, tangent. I have a small amount of, uh, I don't have any new prompts for you, okay. but I have a small amount of uh, Pokemon Topaz and Lapis housekeeping. Mm. Um, one reason that some art has been delayed is because I have been agonizing over Boron and Bismuth, uh, the two, uh, like, lowest-ranking officers of Team Lithium that we uh, have yet to unveil, mm-hmm. um, but... Last night, I finally struck gold for both of them, mm-hmm. and they should be done soon. Good. Uh, and with that, a lot of other ones can start coming out, um, like the next gym leaders and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to remake a few mons. 
uh, because I went through a lot of your old prompts. Uh, you know, because I don't, I got the, I got the stupid spreadsheet. So yeah. it, it's, um, you've given me a lot of prompts so far, and uh, you know, I apologize for because I, I get mm-hmm. distracted, and move on to newer ones. Yeah, you're staring at shit in the sidewalk with an apple. I know, but uh, <laughs> you know, but a lot of the, some of the original ones that you gave probably in the first time we did this uh, are coming. Wagon wheel is coming. Wagon wheel, what to shoot? Uh, Cigarro cactus. They're mm-hmm. all almost done. Mm. Um, but I'm also going to go back and redesign something like Exocursion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give him a scarier look, maybe make him Poison Steel mm-hmm. to play into the, the viral infection yeah. thing. Um, and then for Isaac, I'm going to retcon his... Uh, because one of your prompts was a an Earthbound reference, a Starman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think... Um, it would be prudent to have Stormy evolve on that time skip mm-hmm. island place mm-hmm. and become like a futuristic yeah. astronaut looking yeah. type thing. Uh, maybe steel psychic. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll give that to the astronaut okay. instead. Um, Sounds good to me. Little things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of want to go back and redesign Exocursion. Um, we also have like a few early route mons that are almost ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, some elements of their designs are still bothering me so i'm going to i just got to keep tweaking them yes. until they're ready but uh other than that it should be good like i was really inspired by this most recent wave of pokemon reveals because it looks like we're getting a lot of weird but yeah. cool designs yeah. we're getting a lot of like flashy character designs that stand out so i want to make sure that we're embodying that because mm. why not yeah um but yeah, so so no new prompts for you, but mm-hmm. you have plenty to I, work on in the... Yeah, I have a few things. I unfortunately don't think I'm going to have a lot of time this week. This week is kind of hell week at work and such. By all means. Um, and this week, previous week was also not that fun for me. Um, but I did briefly visit our weird, like, Gravity Falls kind of sideshow-esque mm-hmm. Pokemon just for a few ideas. Yeah. Uh, nothing big. Um, the first one is, we were talking about House on the Rock... Uh, I want a merry-go-round something. It doesn't have to be a horse since you wanted creatures that don't exist, but sometimes even those merry-go-rounds have, like, weird shapes on them, mm-hmm. like weird characters. Something that's just in a merry-go-round that comes alive. You know, whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah. easily. Yeah, very uh, Prom Night 2, there's, like, a haunted rocking horse, rocking chair horse in that. That's a pretty good effect. Mm-hmm. Just throwing out that movie. Um, just, I'm thinking about weird animals. Uh, we could definitely have to have something that's referencing the world's largest blank, whatever that is. Like, ball of yarn or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rubber band ball. I don't know. There's one in every state. It's very odd. I saw one that was like a bucket of paint <laughs> that's apparently unlimited mm-hmm. or something. Uh, very weird NJ vibes. Then, this was a weird thing I found in Nebraska. It's called Carthage, and it's like, Carhenge, sorry. It's Stonehenge made out of cars. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. And mm. that could tie it. There was another thing that was, like, just, like, a giant parking lot slash... You can stay there. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a motel that's completely constructed out of car parts. I thought that might be a cool thing that you just stumble onto that and you're like, oh, how weird. Yeah. Um. We could, I mean, that could even be yeah. a location. And then but... the last one's hard to describe. It's almost like, in medieval theater, it's called the Hellmouth, which is, like, the gaping maw that people would walk into. Mm-hmm. It's designed as like a demon or a jester or something like that. If that is just randomly sitting there as like a cave entrance Pokemon or whatever, it like 
builds itself around it or something like that? One of your previous prompts oh boy. Uh, was a uh, little stinker devil. Okay. So that would be a good evil. Like, that yeah. could differentiate him from, like, Impidimp or yep. whatever, and yep. he could evolve into that. Yeah. Like, to trick people into, like, walking, walking into, into him. Yep. I, I love that. All right. I, I, was, uh, I didn't think it would go anywhere, but I'm glad yeah. you love it. Oh. <laughs> yep. So that's all the ideas I got. For the foreseeable no, future, this is perfect. Yeah. Keep them coming because I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to stress the number of old prompts to because mm-hmm. we're we're gonna we'll keep going because I love doing this. But okay. uh, they'll you know. But by all means, at your leisure, mm. and I will get to work on the many. I think last episode. I, I don't know if we did it on the podcast mm-hmm. or if I thought of it afterwards. Um, but Moa Ostrich has been cut, mm-hmm. um, and instead the player will be getting a Jaguar. Ooh. Um, he is, his art is in the process, uh, it's gonna be like a semi-legendary that the player can ride around on, and it'll teleport them, surf, climb, all the other HM functions, uh, which I figured would be a better representation of, like, this. But then, l- again, last week's prompt was also to come up with stupid... Um, other means of conveyance, like snails and other shit yeah. like that, uh, for people to ride around on, depending on the area you're in. So, mm. um, we'll have those coming. But, uh, but yeah, so a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying my best to channel some anime vibes into everything. So, should be good. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Go, go, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling out the drawing board. Oh boy! It is Stone Mask Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's looking rather grotesque. Uh, you know that Rotom face that's in the center is 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 covered up by an ominous stone mask. <laughs> it's got spikes coming out of yeah, it. There's it's very blood. vampiric, yeah. There's blood dripping mm-hmm. from it. Uh, I think he's gotten fed up with working on this podcast, mm-hmm. so he might be, you know. Doing some long-term scheming to take us down. I wouldn't but, doubt it. Yeah, but we have we have no way of of foreseeing that. <laughs> nope. we, he doesn't. Nothing seems suspicious, but he's probably set the wheels in motion to destroy us. I, yeah, um, and we deserve it. So, but that can only mean <gasps> we're getting into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, finally, boy. a big one. Um, <laughs> and a little note from me. Uh, I actually got kind of nervous preparing this episode. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Uh, because even with the other really popular stuff that we've covered, mm-hmm. uh, JoJo's remains, like, its moment has been more perpetual. Like, with, between the memes and, and, and the influence that it's had on a lot of, like, younger people yeah. these days, um, it, it, I don't know, it feels more, like, ever-present. Yeah, that than, was kind of me with Sailor Moon. So. Yeah. So you understand. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like a, it. you want to make sure that we do it justice yeah. and we, we you know. Um, originally, pr- probably like a year ago, um, when we were like debating what the Legends segment was going to be, mm-hmm. I was considering doing going right to Stardust Crusaders mm. uh, as like a 50 episode series in parallel with um, Full Metal. Full Metal. Uh, but I decided not to uh, because... You know, I I don't I don't think it would be proper to skip this first season. Mm. Um, and, and in retrospect, I'm really glad that I did that because I think that these first two seasons can stand on their own really well. Mm. Like I think that they they bring something to the table that you know 
maybe even if you didn't enjoy Stardust Crusaders, you might find something that you like in these first two seasons, but yeah. they're very small. Mm -hmm. They are one core each uh, for each of the two parts. Mm -hmm. um, so in total, season one is like 26 episodes. Okay. Um, Makes sense since the series that I picked is also 26 episodes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That was another reason why I felt it was fitting to finally do this, because we'll have like a good balance going. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. So JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a long-running manga series written and illustrated by Hirohiko Araki. Uh, the manga was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 1987 to 2004. It then moved to Ultra Jump, a monthly seinen magazine, uh, which reflects how the series' tone kind of evolved and became more mature over time. It's always kind of been like that, but by the time it made that switch to Ultra Jump, it was firmly, like, for more mature audiences. Um... So, it, and it continues to be published in Ultra Jump to this day. Uh, at this very moment, though, it is on hiatus, um, but a ninth arc has already been, like, teased and given, like, a working title, mm -hmm. so presumably it is coming after, you know, the author has built up enough of a buffer to get stuff out. Um, so, Hirohiko Araki is, uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of jokes online that he might be immortal. <laughs> uh, he has a famously youthful appearance... <laughs> Um, and he credits that to washing his face daily with Tokyo's tap water. Try that with Nork water. <laughs> Look what it's done to me. <laughs> Nothing but a skull. Um, but apparently he, like, he is also, um, in order to kind of cope with the stress of making a manga, he did take up bike riding as a hobby. Okay. And he would frequently make bike trips to, like, many of, like, Japan's shrines and stuff, mm. like, along, like, the you know the trails and everything so he's in good shape for his age but there are a lot of jokes that he is some kind of immortal <laughs> vampire or something mm. i think there was even another author i i think it might have been i forget who it was i don't know if it was the guy who who made toriko or another one who like ran into him at some kind of event and he's like you look like you're like 25 <laughs> like oh no i'm like i'm like 50 <laughs> so it's it's you know it was, some, it was something like that but um, but yeah, uh, so when we watch or read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, one can easily identify a few of Araki's favorite things. Mm. Uh, he loves American and British pop <laughs> culture, especially their music. Mm -hmm. uh, he has described his tendency to name characters after bands or songs as a simple hobby. Okay. He likes he likes something he enjoys doing. Mm -hmm. He's going to keep doing it. Similar with Toriyama and the food yep. and vegetable puns. Um... He loves Italy, just in general. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> he loves Italy as a place, as a culture, as, you know, uh, uh, with history, uh, and a lot of attention is given to the Renaissance era. You know, his bio sounds like me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which is odd. Yeah, Yeah. I bet you weren't, ex but, like, yeah. I, I, I was gonna, we'll see in a second. Um, but loves the Renaissance era, and a lot of his art is going to have references to Renaissance mm -hmm. era stuff, or at least be inspired by it. Mm -hmm. uh, he loves fashion, yeah. uh, frequently reads fashion magazines, and this explains the intricate and very flashy outfits that many of his prominent characters have. Mm. Um, he loves uh, spaghetti westerns, yep. uh, specifically, you know, Clint Eastwood's The Man With No Name the character. trilogy, man. My favorite, too. Uh, and he loves B-rated horror movies. Yeah. Including the splatterpunk horror films of, of Dario, Dario Argento. Argento. Uh, I, I saw this and I'm like, Jonathan's gonna... Mm, yeah. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. 
so taking inspiration from Argento, yeah. uh, his manga frequently shows yeah. eye-related injuries it's to shock the audience. Staple. Yeah, yeah. It's, you'll, you'll probably notice other things, mm-hmm. but uh, as a fan yourself, you'll probably notice other yeah. reference Because, you know, especially this first part, a lot of horror mm-hmm. in it, so uh, yeah, you'll see. Um, other aspects <laughs> of Araki's signature style... Lots of ham and melodrama. Mm-hmm. Even the simplest exchange can become incredibly theatrical, and we, we wouldn't have it any other way. Lots of posing. Characters <laughs> famously strike unique yeah. poses, and that becomes a main element of their character. Spine-bending poses, yep. Uh, cool or tough personalities <laughs> reacting to bizarre challenges and overcoming them. So, you know, a guy is confronted with an army of demons, and he's like... Whatever, I, I, you know, like, I'm too cool for this shit, and mm-hmm. then he faces it, and it's, you know, generally the protag is, is not going to be reacting with fear to anything, they're gonna be keeping their composure and just kind of facing it. Yeah. Um, he likes buff, manly characters, <laughs> uh, that take inspiration from Fist of the North Star. Ooh. Uh, so Araki has also cited 80s action stars, such as Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, as character inspirations. Uh, and by that, by that logic, <laughs> characters tend to either be very hot or very strange looking. So either you're like, you know, a, a chiseled Adonis, Adonis, mm-hmm. or you're like an egg shaped, like <laughs> weird monster, but then there's no in between. Mm. Um, apparently in more recent manga chapters his art style has gotten more realistic but i i don't have an example mm. uh, of like of him dropping this kind of thing like that dynamic between those characters but his art style has changed enough that even like the characters from this portion look completely different when he draws them today mm. uh, you know some borderline unrecognizable compared to how they look here yeah. uh, you'll you'll notice that whenever if you Google search, like, collected JoJo volumes or anniversary posters and things like that, uh, when they're drawn in his new style, they look a lot more realistic. A lot more painterly, too, I guess. Um, so, uh, there's a lot of body horror. Um, so super strength and other bizarre supernatural powers are going to do some serious damage. So if a, a cocky side character challenges a super strong person to an arm wrestling match their arms gonna get snapped it's getting snapped off there's Mm -hmm. no like supernatural powers will be followed to their extremes Mm -hmm. and used as like brutally as they possibly can Mm -hmm. be uh anyone can die um while generally the the main characters are kind of insulated from this uh anyone in the surrounding cast is fair game to get killed um this was something that I that I kind of noticed, but there's a lot of moments where, you know, just when you think the heroes can relax, they can't. Mm. There's a lot of moments where it's like, I think we're out of the woods. No. There's still, you know, obviously they remain cool, but there's a lot of moments where, no, you have not solved the problem yet. Don't relax. Like, don't let your guard down. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very big thing in JoJo's, don't let your guard down. Yeah. <laughs> When we get to Stardust Crusaders, that'll become a, a recurring thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you know, yeah. if, a, if a stranger on the street yeah. offers you soup, yeah. don't take don't it. Drink it. Uh, you know, so. And then, finally, a lot of onomatopoeia. Uh, it's mm. obviously represented more so in the manga, but the show conveys it using, you know, the, the visual sound effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And and Araki has famously come up with like different sound effects for representing very abstract things. Mm. Like there's onomatopoeia that he made up for the the power of the sun <laughs> coming into you, yeah. basically. A uh, lot of things like that. So JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is split into eight parts with a ninth on the way. Uh, all of these parts showcase a variety of tropes, genres, and settings. Uh, Jonathan is a first-time viewer, mm -hmm. so I kind of have to tread lightly to avoid which, spoilers. Which is odd. I guess I'll address that now. Mm -hmm. Like, this should be a staple of anime that I just haven't seen. <laughs> um, partly because I heard that it's just so long. And I felt it was, there was too much to cover. Mm -hmm. I didn't have enough time and I was too far behind the, the runners in front of me. Yeah. So I just gave up, Dad. <laughs> well, but it, no, but it should be noted that I am also in a, a recent convert mm. to JoJo's. I only started like last year. Yeah. I started watching it. I'm not, I'm not done with it yet. I'm mm -hmm. like halfway through Diamond is Unbreakable. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really, it really charmed me. Mm. Like it, like, I think I've, I've said, I've mentioned it once or twice, but. You go into each part of JoJo's and you don't think that these characters are going to grow on you, but they do, they do. and you, you end up caring very quickly what happens mm. to them, so I, I... Like Xenoblade. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, so again, I am not a lifelong JoJo's fan, I'm just a very recent one. Mm. Um, so yeah, but, but I, I think the quality of this show kind of speaks for itself, so obviously I wanted to bring it here. I think Grant is also a fan yep. of it. Um, he is. But he's preoccupied with space. So and we, squids. Yeah, yeah, and squids. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm loving it so far, of what I've seen. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be pleasing for you as well. Yes. Um, so, outside looking in, everyone kind of knows about the multi-generational <laughs> conflict between the Joestar family and one Dio Brando. Mm -hmm. uh, but the plot is generally moved forward by a series of powerful artifacts. At least this, like, the first six parts. Mm -hmm. um, can't get into specifics on that, because there's spoilers. Yeah. Um, but this entire saga is set into motion by a mysterious stone mask, which is going to be introduced today. Yep. Um, this portion of the podcast will focus on the 2012 anime adaptation of the first two parts, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. Uh, the first season was originally released, like what we're, what's on this Blu-ray set, was originally released simply as uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the animation. Um, Phantom Blood was previously adapted into a 2007 anime film. Uh, the movie was not received well and is considered pretty low quality. Um, and when I went snooping... There's a lot of there's a lot of conflicting reports on this. There's a lot of rumors, there's a lot of like weird things that that occurred surrounding this movie. Mm -hmm. Um some people said that the movie was swept under the rug because Araki hated it. Mm -hmm. Um but as far as like the only like public interview he's given about it says like it's a strange but likable adaptation yeah. of my work. Um you know, so just keep that in mind watching. Like, not, like, disowning it or mm -hmm. anything. Um, the director of that movie, uh, Junichi Hayama, when he's asked, has only offered, like, vague, frustrated <laughs> comments. He's mm -hmm. like, you don't want to see me yell and scream, so don't, I, I can't say anything about that movie. Okay. Um, I saw one rumor somewhere that when it was being made one of the producers passed away and the funding was cut 
so they kind of had to to, to to shamble to get something together to be released. Um, but it should be noted that the 2007 film adaptation is not viewable in any capacity. It is lost media. Huh. More severe than a lot of cases of lost media because it was never given a home video release. It was released into theaters, um, and then, um, it basically, again, I, I tried to find the specifics of this entire series of events, but, but it seems like the company that had been in charge of making the OVAs for Stardust Crusaders, mm-hmm. uh, their, Stardust Crusaders had previously been the only JoJo's work to be adapted. Keep in mind, manga starts in 1987, I think the Stardust Crusaders OVA started in 1993, mm. um, and I, I saw some conflicting dates. I think smaller things were released in the interim of that, but the studio that was making that anime, APPP, um, got into hot water because they had a scene where Dio reads the Quran. Mm. Um and I don't know the context of it, but it was it, it, it caused some kind of hubbub around the series and it that destroyed the relationship between uh shuisha uh shusha um however you the 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 company that basically owns one piece jojo's Mm -hmm. all the big ones right now they they own shonen jump Mm. uh so shuisha and this ap studio had a falling out Mm. and they um so I guess by the time that this movie was supposed to get a home video release, the two parties weren't speaking to each other, so it it disappeared. Mm. It left theaters and has never been viewed in any mm. format since then. Uh, the only fragment of it that exists online is a, a, a university student was able to get a hold of um, the first 16 minutes from an art professor mm. who had worked with the studio... And uh, he had, like, a 16-minute animatic Mm. from that movie. Um, But it has no voice acting, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's still up on YouTube, but it does- the movie literally does not exist. It is lost media at Mm. the moment. Um, And uh, the trailers are still up for it, so it's not like it's completely lost from history, but it's just- it's just gone. Hmm. Um, So- with that in mind, uh, one question that comes up is that obviously this is this is a 2012 adaptation. So why did this adaptation take so long to happen? I don't know, Dan. Why? It comes out in 1987. <laughs> it's a popular manga, uh, but you know, obviously you would think, especially with like the the huge amount of stuff that was happening, not only in the 90s but throughout the 2000s, as anime picks up steam, why not JoJo? Could have been as big as Dragon Ball. Um, I looked into it, um, and I saw, I mean, this is only speculation from multiple people, like, online, um, Mm. but, uh, one thing is that the characters' names Mm -hmm. make licensing the anime outside Japan a nightmare. I can understand that. Uh, Araki appears to not like changing the characters' names for other languages, um, but, you know, this pretty much became unavoidable by the time Stardust Crusaders was adapted, so by all accounts... When characters have their names changed for Stardust Crusaders, they're his suggestions. Mm-hmm. Like, he gives them suitable replacements, and they use those. Mm. Um, but but apparently, copyright law, yeah. I, I would assume due to how things are spelled and everything, is very 
is much more lax in Japan. Mm. So you can have a character who's named like Star Wars or something, mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't fall into the category of like violating a copyright or a trademark. Mm-hmm. But they can't do that in other countries. Mm. So if you're a business person, you're thinking this is going to be a nightmare to send overseas. We gotta we gotta wait. Mm. Uh, the previous OVAs in the movie were considered lackluster, so everyone probably wanted to be more careful and take their time with future adaptations and make sure that they bring on people who will actually get this right, uh, considering this is a, again, still a very popular series with now a 20-year buffer between the manga and the anime, Mm. so plenty of material to do a long run. Um... And three, you know, they were also probably waiting for the manga's anniversary celebration, uh, because that's when this anime was announced, uh, alongside the All-Star Battle game, so it was probably just seen as good marketing, we're doing a year of JoJo celebration, wait to announce this anime project now, mm. that'll give us enough time to work on it, it'll be better for generating hype. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, did, it did end up working out. Um, the famous closing credits song for the first season, uh, both parts, uh, uses the song Roundabout by Yes. It's been memed to hell and back mm-hmm. all over the internet, uh, so you recognize it even if you don't watch JoJo's. Uh, the song received quite a boost in sales from the an- from this anime, uh, and it's credited to exposing an entire younger generation to Yes. Yes. Um... So, more trivia is going to follow in subsequent episodes, mm-hmm. since we'll have a lot of characters and tropes to talk about. Um, but uh, one thing... Oh, I thing, know they don't come around yet. Yeah. Uh, that I know. In case you're listening to this and you're not familiar with JoJo's, mm-hmm. um, you might ask, where are the stands? <laughs> Where's the stand users? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if you recognize the memes, you might be asking this question. Uh, those stands are now considered a hallmark of the franchise. They don't actually appear until Part 3, Stardust Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older Joe Stars had to contend with some other oddities first uh, before we reach the point of stands coming into play. Yes. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, are you uh, ready to embark on some eccentric escapades? I am. Like I said, I've only seen the first two episodes, which I'll be rewatching today. It just seemed like such a monumental task to take on mm-hmm. in my youth when everyone was into it. Gran and his brother were like, you gotta watch it if you're doing, if you like, if you consider yourself a fan of anime, you're doing mm-hmm. yourself a disservice if you're not watching it. But it just was too long, Dan. You know how I feel about those long anime series. Well, of course, but... I, I think with these snack-sized parts... Yeah, um, that makes it more... And yeah. how it's different, sort of, every part, that makes it more appetizable. That appetizing. Yeah. Appetizing, <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it's... Um, I, I think that each of these parts will do a good job of getting you invested in the world. Yeah. So that by the time we do Stardust Crusaders, and we will be doing Stardust Crusaders, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll get a feel for, you know, how everything operates... Um, yeah. And it'll, you know, that that Stardust Crusaders is like the same length as like uh, Full Metal, I think. Yeah. So okay, it'll be it'll be good. I'm excited to see where all the memes come from and what all the hype is about, though. Of course. Yep. Um, you know, I think we're ready to record. It looks like uh, Drawing Board Coon has some drinks to give us. Ooh, well, they're smoking. Yeah. Should we still... Yeah, I'd say that. No, let me just take off this stone mask. Oh, that, that's my face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bottoms up. Oh. <laughs>
we are back, everyone, having just watched the first four episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Blood. And what did you think, sir? I get the hype. Alright, good. <laughs> I figured I, you would. I think I'm along for the long haul on this one. It yeah. seems very fun and tongue-in-cheek and at the same time very dramatic. You know, and, I saw you yeah. chuckling. Yeah. I saw you enjoying yourself. I, like I, it. I haven't seen that yeah. spirit in years. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, know. I, I know where it kind of goes, but at the same time, I don't know exactly where yeah. or when anything happens. Yep. Well, because so. this is one of those series where it's like you, you've probably seen like memes or jokes about a lot of moments, but mm -hmm. you don't have the context yeah. for them, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, I, I'm glad you you know it was worth a, worth another watch years later, mm -hmm. perhaps. Um, but uh, we again, we're just doing straight first four episodes mm -hmm. uh, because that's a good you know way to establish everything. Plus, there's not a whole lot to skip i will probably have to figure that out at some point but um with how short these first two parts are everything kind of moves the plot forward yeah and um, uh, the next series we're gonna do is kind of the same thing yeah so yeah so yeah, if it's yeah. <clears throat> but we have we have plenty of time yep um so uh the first episode dio the invader <laughs> um and it should be noted i think it, it was that in these for these first two parts, they do um, use the chapter titles from the manga itself. They stop doing that after part two, I okay. believe. Um, so in the year 1868, uh, in what we can assume is, is Britain... Uh, <laughs> I think we could deduce that, Dan. Yeah, yes. the British countryside. Uh, a carriage carrying a couple in their baby son has fallen down a cliff uh, because of an ongoing rainstorm. And the mood of this is definitely, it's like a Charles Dickens novel mixed with Sweeney Todd, mm -hmm. mixed with a Penny Dreadful. That's what they're trying to go for here, I think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's there's like a lot of like Victorian horror yeah. that goes on, and then by the time we get to episode four, the some of the battle shown and mm -hmm. stuff comes up, but... It's introduced in such a way that it's like the protag figuring out the proper tool for stopping the supernatural threat. Yeah. Which is interesting to me because you said the mangaka was obsessed with Italy too, and like this is the precursor to the giallo. Yeah. Which is the Italian horror movies that he likes by Argento. Mm -hmm. It's like the pulpy, it was based on a Penny Dreadful, which became the pulp novels, which then became the giallo. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it does make sense. Yeah. And, and, uh, Araki's like, love for Italy becomes much more yeah, prominent. Yeah, well, I know, we... when they're eating spaghetti in, in Italy or something. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I think certain stretches are set in Italy, mm -hmm. and we also get, like, more... Like, we have more excuses to visit Italy, especially, mm -hmm. I think, in the next part, too. Um, this kind of playing into the horror element is mostly confined to Britain, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're gonna get more globetrotting down the line. Um, so, uh, you know, this carriage is overturned on the side of the road, the rain is falling, um, and a thief named, uh, Dario Brando and his, uh, his wife, uh, see the crash, and, uh, Dario takes it upon himself to steal, uh, you know, cause he sees, by, based on that man's clothing, yeah. uh, he's obviously rich, we're gonna, we're gonna loot the carriage, and we're gonna take him for all he's worth. All in very offensive cockney. Yes. This entire series, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, the wife, who is more sympathetic, kind of, like, looks into the carriage and notes that the, you know, the man's wife has passed away, but his baby son survives. The baby lives. Um, so, you know, uh, Dario could care less. He's just, you know, trying to pick 
this this rich man clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know opens up a briefcase that the man has with him, finds a spooky mask, but he's like uh, a ceramic thing isn't yeah. gonna sell for anything, so he tosses it aside. Um, but he is you know he he d- takes the ring off of uh, this man's finger. Uh, but the man stirs, uh, you know, from unconsciousness then, uh, and reveals that he is, uh, George Joestar. Mm. Uh, he mistakenly believes that Dario Brando <laughs> is there to help him, that he Providence came to his side. has intervened! Yes. I owe my <laughs> life to you, sir! <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he basically says that he owes him a lot. Um, it, it, you, you get the sense that Dario is... You know, like, you might ask, like, why doesn't Dario just, like, kill him anyway? But it's kind of like he probably thought he could get more yeah. out of him if he let him live, because mm-hmm. he, like, had a life debt to him. Yeah. Um, maybe because his wife was there, but we get the, you know, Dario is kind of a scumbag, so we're not, <laughs> you know, we don't assume the best. It's just a long con, like, okay, I can milk more from this guy if I just let him live. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, George Joestar basically says that... Uh, you know, he will never be able to repay the debt that he owes to Dario, but he'll try his best to do so. And Dario, uh, you know... <laughs> cackles. Cackles and accepts Inwardly. The offer. A lot of monologuing in this series, which I love. Yes. Framed beautifully as they pose. Yes. Yeah. A lot of, like, inner thoughts. Yeah. The, the color palette changes yeah. and they, they scheme. Time slows down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve years <laughs> later... Uh, George is looking out from the balcony at his son, Jonathan Joestar, a.k.a. Jojo. Uh, he's grown into a young boy over the course of these many years. Uh, but, elsewhere in the slums of London, uh, a bedridden Dario is ordering around his son, uh, you know, Dio Brando, demanding more alcohol instead of medicine, um, and, you know, Dario is clearly becoming fed up with yeah. him. If this ain't our origin... If this ain't our origin story... I know it we is. say it every episode, We do. It really does slap. I figured that going into this, because yeah. I saw you... Ch- like, I figured that yeah. going into this, the dynamic here would be, you yeah. know... Well, it, I'm it clearly Dio, what, and you're clearly Jonathan. Yeah, what we're all point, about, because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a grinning imbecile, yeah. and, uh, you know, so it's... It, it's it's uh, just it the fits. tip of the iceberg, too, with this 50-year plan he's got brewing. Um, so, you know, we see that Dio is kind of like, you know, he's gambling in a local pub, but he, you know... I think he defeats his opponent at, like, chess. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he... But then takes an odd defeat for him. Yeah. Like, gets his face shoved in the food, which I found out of character. Maybe he's just trying to bide his time and bite his tongue. Yes, because he's actively trying to control his temper. Yeah. But he's... Failing at it. Failing at it, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, basically Dio, yeah, like you said, kind of takes that on the cheek and he just grabs the money Mm because he needs it. Um, you know, in uh, back near the Joestar mansion, uh, two street toughs are bullying a small girl named Irina Pendleton uh, by taking her dolly. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan intervenes, not because he knows her, but because it's the chivalrous thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he intervenes and helps the girl, uh, but he gets his ass kicked roundly by yeah. the bullies. Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> uh, you know, Irina attempts to thank Jonathan, but again, he's playing at this, like, chivalrous gentleman thing. He's like, no need to thank me. I didn't save you because I love you or anything. because it, it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta defend the Joestar name mm-hmm. by, you know, saving those in need. Uh, so they, uh, 
yeah, so, it, but it, it kind of, um, it establishes that Joe, like, Jonathan is kind of on his way to training to become a true gentleman, um, and I guess we can get shades of, like, he's gonna keep training at fighting. Yeah. That's gonna be an important thing mm-hmm. to him. Um, so they are, uh, you know, he leaves behind his handkerchief accidentally, uh, and Arena is able to figure out his name. Well, because yeah, of that. well, you would think if they live at the mansion that's right there, yeah. this town would be aware of them. Ideally. Yeah. Uh, but, but we do see that uh, Jonathan is homeschooled. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't get out much. Interact children. Um... Yeah. Even though they're, like, shaped and speaking like adults. <laughs> yeah, they're only, like, old. yeah, they're, like, 13 or yeah. 12 at this point, but they're all, they, the way that they're drawn, they look like yeah. grown men, so. Um, so, yeah, so, meanwhile, Dario, on his deathbed, yeah. uh, tells Dio about the life debt that George Joestar owes him. Uh, he hands Dio a letter and tells him to go to the Joestar mansion so that he can be raised in better conditions. Like, basically telling him directly, like, this is your ticket. Yeah. To the big time, the like you can, goose, honey. like you can get out of this life permanently. Mm-hmm. Just you know, go take advantage of this. Um, at some point afterwards, Dario does die mm-hmm. uh, and is buried, and Dio just spits on his grave and says that you know he was like a, a worthless wretch, Nothing but but an alcoholic. Um, you drove my mother to an early grave. Yeah, but it was it's like he was worthless, but even his evil was enough to kill my mother. So mm-hmm. it's like he's just scum all around. He's it becomes a recurring thing, and going back and watching this a second time, mm-hmm. there's definitely like a lot of things that echo with Dio, mm-hmm. like the blood that he has in his veins, how he's ashamed of it, mm-hmm. calling other things insects. Not liking animals, not you know, like his all of the vibes. Got a lot that he of gives red off, flags there, yeah. Yeah, but they they do come back in some way, um, especially the blood thing. Mm. Um, so uh, you know he, but then Dio vows that he's going to exploit <laughs> the Joe Stars for everything they're worth. I I get he had a rough life, but he doesn't have to enter at a twenty five when everyone else is at a ten. <laughs> yes, and that's that's a key thing. Is that Dio is an asshole? Yes. Is is that like uh, other characters in a later episode pointed out? But is like no no no. This dude was like born a sociopath. Mm. He's not. This isn't like a nature versus nurture thing. This is who he was just born as. Because um, because because Dio goes above and beyond mm-hmm. to to make oh. people suffer. I was taking notes. <laughs> so uh, Dio arrives at the Joe Star Mansion and he meets Jonathan. He leaps uh, out of his carriage <laughs> dramatically with like a ripple effect. Yeah. Lands um, Jonathan's dog Danny <laughs> uh, comes running up to them. Now this I knew about. If I didn't, this would have this would have rocked my socks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, uh, Dio, like, kind of thoughtlessly just, like, knees Danny in the jaw and injures him. Um, but when, uh, George Joestar comes out, he's like, oh, I, the dog startled me, so I I gave Mm -hmm. it a hit out of instinct. Gaslighting, love it. And, uh... I need Bandit, I thought it was a giant rat. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a pizza rat. Um, but, you know... Dio, from this point on, like, uh, you know, decides that he has to destroy Jonathan mentally. I mean, I love the game. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, this is like, this is a plucky idiot. Mm -hmm. I gotta take him down if I want this fortune. Mm -hmm. Because eventually, you know, 
old age or something else will kill the father, but I need to take my quote-unquote sibling down now, too. Um, but George, uh, George basically says that, you know, he tells his servants and everything that, you know, Dio is basically my son now. Mm-hmm. You answer to him, and our family's everything extends to Dio. Yes. Um, so Dio then proceeds to bully Jonathan <laughs> and just assert his dominance well, Bully's over a light term. I would say, like, mentally assaults Jonathan at every waking moment. <laughs> yeah, he... he uh, he's much more classy than Jonathan, yeah. so he gets like oh. he like eats better. Mm-hmm. He has like he, he has sophistication. Dan. He's the the son that seemingly George Joestar had mm-hmm. always wanted, but didn't have with uh, with Jonathan yet. Um, so as more time passes, Dio does his best to also destroy Jonathan's social life. Uh, he you know again he basically takes all of George's favor. Uh, he gets better grades than Jonathan, uh, and he shows, you know, much better table manners. Uh, during a local little informal boxing match, mm. uh, you know, Jonathan discovers that he has to fight Dio, who, you know, from being a street tough in London is able to deftly dodge Yeah, move all horizontally. Of... <laughs> yeah, which he does, he does later on, too. He does, oh, he goes completely horizontal. horizontal. Many a time. Um, so Dio, like, easily, uh, you know, defeats... Jonathan and ends up punching him with like a thumb in the eye yeah. to injure him an extra step just to again purely to assert his dominance mm-hmm. over him uh, you know Jonathan is defeated and Dio you know uses this all the all the British kids flocking around yeah. him to be like by the way he's a real snitch yeah. so I'd be careful even letting him fight here because mm-hmm. he's gonna go tell Don't his believe rich, a word he'll tell you his rich daddy yep. and they all turn on him um so, uh, you know, yep. since then, Jonathan pretty much loses all of his friends, uh, cause he's excluded from all their activities. <laughs> they won't let him play the reindeer games, Dan. Um, but he does meet up with Arena again. Uh, the two quickly become, you know, friends and start going out eventually. And I see a good thing in Dan's life and I immediately want to ruin it. Yeah, cause I've been a little too happy lately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, at one point, you know, Jonathan does the thing where he carves their names into a tree, uh, and Dio finds out about this. So, him and his two Cockney gang friends, uh, you know, accost uh, Arena when she's on her way home, and yeah. Dio forcibly kisses her. Yeah, nasty. But then, you know, she she pulls the one up and uses the swamp water. Well, okay, <laughs> but, but this, this, this moment right here is, uh, again, Dio forces the kiss on her, mm-hmm. and Arena, you know, falls down, and she washes her mouth with puddle water, mm-hmm. Which is the ultimate fucking insult yeah. to Dio. Mm-hmm. And Arena will actually be, like, uh, you know, a recurring character for mm-hmm. a while. And her willpower here is, like, mm-hmm. this is not the last we're going to see of it. Good. But Dio, you can tell that this is a fucking, like, <laughs> a, you dare Slap, yeah. do this. <laughs> and he slaps her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the other, his idiot friends are like, if I was only half as brave yeah. as Dio, I'd, I'd be... I'd go around assaulting women too. Uh, yeah, so it, 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 it's uh, quite a group he's got yeah. here. Um, so he. Uh, Arena becomes distant from Jonathan mm-hmm. after that because, it, you know, she, she feels ashamed about what happened. Um, and, and all the town is gossiping. And But, you know, Jonathan quickly deduces that Dio, Dio is something. probably the cause of yeah. this. Uh, so he runs back to the mansion to directly confront him. Um, at first, Dio once again gets the upper hand, 
Um, but, uh, you know, JoJo's sheer rage allows him to, like, you know... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Dio's rage distracts him. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not paying attention to the fight like he's he should He's underestimating. Be. Jojo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jojo manages to grab him and get, like, a solid hit on his face. Uh, some of Dio's blood sprays onto the stone mask. Yeah, that's just hanging on this random wall behind this giant statue that they have in their foyer. It's, a it's com- not a place to put this mask, Dan. Listen, I'm a fan of a frame. That mm-hmm. mask should have been in a frame or a... A, a shadow box? Yeah, or? a shadow box of some sort. But it's a conversation piece. It really so. belongs in a museum. But. It does belong in a museum, <laughs> but... Um, we find out later that the mask is a moment. It's considered a memento of, of jo- JoJo's mother. Mm-hmm. How it ended up in her possession, I don't remember if we get context for, but it was just like... It brings me comfort, this creepy mask. Yeah. Um, but the, we see, or Jojo at least notices that the mask, when it gets the blood on it, yeah. it falls to the floor and these spiked protrusions come out of it, uh, but he doesn't have time to, to, to worry about that mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, he manages to, like, kind of beat the shit out of Dio, um, and then George is watching from the stairs and he's like, you took too many hits yeah. when he was past defending himself. And doesn't himself. see Dio try to pull a knife on Jojo. Yeah. Dio has a switchblade, yeah. but George does not see it from the angle that he is. But he's like, you took too many hits yeah. on a man who had his god both down. will be punished. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like... This would be us if we were siblings. <laughs> <laughs> if Grant had to be the... <laughs> oh, God. If Grant is dad. Uh, so then... Uh, yeah, so they're both sent to their room. Um... The next day, one of the butlers ignites an, ex- an incinerator. Oh gosh, they bad seeded this person. Yes, sadly, uh, <laughs> in which there is a large box, um, and the butler is shocked. Uh, you know, to hear sounds coming from the the box. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, who had failed to reach Arena that day, uh, comes home and finds out that his dog has died in the oh incinerator. Gosh. And has been buried. Episode one, the dog dies. Yeah, well, just to establish that Dio is it's an a, asshole. If that's if that is a an overarching yeah. theme that we can, uh, Dio is an asshole. You no, know, I wouldn't have gotten that, but this really hammers at home. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, of course, instantly thinks you know or knows Dio? that Dio is responsible, but he doesn't say anything because there's no proof. Mm-hmm. You um, came home and your Godzilla figure was in the oven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought it was a pie. I'm sorry. Uh, it it leapt out at me. Yeah. I could, uh, you know, but uh, but Dio later that night is wandering the streets in London. Yeah. And he thinks that like, okay, this kid is kind of scrappy. If I keep beating on him, he's gonna come back stronger, mm-hmm. and that could cause problems. I gotta be in this for the long game. Yeah. I gotta I gotta change tactics. And I gotta get him another way. Okay. I gotta form a seven-year plan. <laughs> so then, from that point on, from what we see, Dio and Jonathan become friends. Yeah, this next episode's opening really got me. I said, why are they on the same rugby team over here? <laughs> <laughs> At Oxford, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It could be Eaton. It could be Eaton, yeah. <laughs> um, so, episode two, A Letter from the Past. Oh, just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, looking over the trivia for episode one, mm-hmm. um... They put a lot of effort into it. They mm-hmm. were very nervous about it and mindful of the fact that, you know, this is, we're starting, like, an adaptation of JoJo's yeah. for the first time in a while. Apparently, there were over 400 scenes planned. Wow. Um, but, you know, obviously they had to cut down a lot. There's some moments missing from the manga, mm-hmm. but 
uh, in like the interviews that were given, it was like animating that first episode was like perilous because the animators had to learn how to draw, like had how to do like the thick line work mm-hmm. that Araki does. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you don't get the lines right, if you don't get the movement right, if you don't get, like, their mannerisms correct, this is all for nothing. Yeah. Like, we have to start this strong, or else, you know, it's gonna leave a bad taste in people's mouths. So, mm. a lot of a lot of focus yeah, went it into shows. It's a good first episode. Done. Sets it up nicely. Uh, so, episode two, A Letter <laughs> from the Past. Uh, we, we skip forward seven years to 1888, uh, and, uh, you know... Jack the Ripper! Yeah, so Jack the Ripper the is, is is on the prowl in Whitechapel. Yeah, to give it some historical accuracy, I suppose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, but elsewhere, uh, you know... <laughs> the real battle. Uh, Jonathan and Dio are playing with each, on, on a rugby team. They're on the same team. Uh, Jonathan... Oh, it's the Hugh Hudson Academy. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. <laughs> um, so the hero of the team is Jonathan himself. Uh, yeah. he, he runs with the ball in his hand, even as, like, four dudes dogpile on top of him. He is able to keep moving because he is now a, a gentle giant, mm-hmm. uh, like a mass of muscle who is, like, unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, but when the, you know, the, the other players slow him <laughs> down, he tosses the ball back to Dio... <laughs> who uses his superior speed to get to the goal and win the game. And this was already giving me vibes of, like, if there's a greater evil somehow down the line in other seasons, maybe these two might partner up or something of the like. Because they work well together, even though it's a sham. Yes, I, yeah. but uh, as far as I have... Yeah. I, I've not gotten to the point where that happens. Okay, never mind. Dio gets worse. Oh, great. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not... Mm. Well, I guess that was just the best moment for them, even though it was fake. But that I know of, again, because yeah. I haven't finished the whole series yet, but uh, <laughs> things escalate. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, they... It's described that they're, you know, they, they're both getting top marks in their respective fields. Yeah. Dio is getting a law degree, <laughs> which I don't think he ever uses, mm-hmm. but he has a law degree. Well, wouldn't I be the same way? I would just get a law degree to not use it and just be like, well, I'm a lawyer, Dan. So. Yes. <laughs> and you are an archaeologist. Archaeologist, yeah. Jonathan is, is an archaeologist. Uh, and he's written a, uh, a magnificent thesis... Uh, which we later find out is actually about the mask. Yeah, and apparently he's not reading it because he takes a long time to deduce what's going on with this mask when he's researched it. Well, yeah, yeah, but to be fair, uh, how is he going to find out? Like, he, he's well, not going to... When gonna... he was researching it, he never thought of putting it on someone. It's a mask. Well, it'd probably be dangerous. You know what no, I that. know, but... Yeah, he's I mean, too nice for that, I guess. I mean, other Victorian-era scientists would have definitely done that, yeah. but I don't think he wanted to do mm-hmm. that. It would have been... Because uh, the spikes, um, but uh, you know, so like we see that even though they have seemingly become better friends, Jonathan still feels the evil within Dio, and he's like, I can't forgive him for his villainy those seven years ago. Um, you know, despite the fact that you know Dio is now calling George his father, he's much more comfortable, you know, in that environment, and he is. They're like, I still can't trust him. Mm-hmm. I st- something is still off. Um, you know, uh, in reality, we soon cut to Dio in his own internal monologue, yes. and he's like, my ruse is almost complete. Uh, the seven years of waiting are about to come to fruition. Um, back at the Joe Star Mansion, uh, George <laughs> is shown to be sick with an early 19th century disease. Already knew what was happening. Exact uh, plan. He's having chest pains and swollen limbs, uh, and he's bedridden. 
Um, so at first, it was thought to be a common cold, but it has escalated into a more serious illness. Mm -hmm. uh, George congratulates them on their rugby victory and expresses that he is very proud of his two boys. Mm -hmm. uh, that night, um, Jonathan is, is testing out the stone mask by putting a drop of his blood onto it. Uh, just like what happened previously, the mask expands with these spiky protrusions, mm -hmm. um, but then it does go back to normal. Um, while looking through some books, in the process of writing his thesis, uh, Jojo accidentally drops a case, revealing a letter that was sent seven years ago from Dio's father. Uh, Dario, while on his deathbed, uh, is um, basically describes that he's dying from the exact same symptoms that George is dying from. Why was that letter in that random box? I... Well, I, cause probably because well, we we do because mm. George was hiding that. Oh, okay. George was like hiding that he knew Dario oh. was a scumbag. Mm. So, oh yeah, that's okay. Um, so he probably just hid it from the two of them. Mm. Um, so Jonathan, you know, realizing this, then goes to confront him. Uh, Jojo learns that you know they they have this confrontation <laughs> on in the hallway. <laughs> Because Dio has been insistent on bringing glass of Ovaltine and <laughs> medicine, <laughs> medicine, a packet of medicine to George every day. He's been swapping them out. Um, but you know, J Jojo sees through this. He's like, "I'm going to take this packet <laughs> to get tested, and I have a feeling it's going to be yeah. poison." Uh, you know, and and well, Dio's, Dio's like, playing on like well, his, yeah, yeah, no, he's playing like, on his sympathy. Like, you know, you don't believe me. I thought we were truly brothers and friends. If you accuse me, yeah. we are no longer yeah, friends. Oh. And but he's like, fine, <laughs> I will. Uh, you know, I'll I'll put the the medicine down and and just let this go. But you have to swear <laughs> that your father was a kind and noble man. <laughs> and Dio is not able to do <laughs> to tell me a Star Wars film is good. Yeah, Jonathan, uh, I'll put the medicine down, but I, you tell me Star Wars is a valid part of film history. Never. <laughs> and he, like, like yeah. Dio, like, physically yeah. convulses from having to do that. Um, he basically reveals his guilt, mm -hmm. uh, and Jonathan's like, I knew it, I'll, I'll be taking this medicine. Um, and he basically has George surrounded by a team of actual doctors... Mm -hmm. Uh, because previously Dio had been like, no, they'll if you go to the hospital, they'll yeah. fleece you because yeah. you're a rich man, mm -hmm. and they they envy that yeah. they want your money. You have the comforts of home. <laughs> um, but and Dio is kind of just like stewing in his room, like this is uh, you know he's going to uh, ruin everything mm -hmm. once again. I underestimated his, I guess, intelligence mm -hmm. in this case. Um, so, uh, you know, Jonathan, or Jojo gets the medicine analyzed by the people at school, but they can't tell him anything, so he decides to go to London to try to figure out, like, because Dio would have had to have gotten it from there. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's gonna do that, he's gonna get it analyzed, and, you know, depending on what he finds, he's gonna send Dio to jail. Um, Dio knows that he has, like, three days before yeah. Jojo would come close to doing that, so he's gonna have to finish off Jojo before then. Mm -hmm. Um, Jojo goes to his father, he, again, he has him surrounded by real doctors, only they can take care of him, um, and, you know, he tells his father to not accept medicine from anyone else. Uh, George decides to follow what Jonathan is saying, uh, trusting his son, Jojo leaves for London, and, you know, he, he doesn't give him the details, but he just tells his father, I'm doing this to protect you, so believe me. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, so uh, back at the uh, you know the Joe Star Mansion, uh, Dio finds the note that uh, that JoJo had written. You know, the notes that JoJo had written about the stone mask, <laughs> and he decides that he's going to use it to gonna kill. Hoist Jojo. him by his own petard. Yeah, he's going to put this on him. It'll drink your Shove blood. Shove a Darth Vader down your throat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, and, and he'll he thinks this is the perfect crime because the 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 Who weird could suspect Dio. Yeah, the weird yeah. Aku Aku yeah. mask. No one's gonna know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Jojo arrives in London and uh, he has the driver drop him off at, at Ogre, Ogre Street, Street, which is a dangerous part of London. Yeah, the most dangerous part. Uh, Jojo decides to continue on alone, uh, kind of getting lost in the you know the winding back streets. Uh, Dio finds out from yeah, the, the and cab like driver. He won't survive. Yeah, like he's he's going into like the roughest part of town. He's mm-hmm. not going to make it. Um, but uh, so one of the first things that he uh, John, Jojo sees in London is a cat eating a puppy. <laughs> so. Nature's off balance, the natural order! A pigeon smoking some Newports, it's the worst thing. Uh, it, you know, it, it's a rough part of town. <laughs> so he, you know, uh, um, well, uh, he's, just, a, he's surprised, and then these three street toughs come up and accost him. He's confronted by street yeah. toughs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all kind of, again, the use of color here, yeah. they're all decorated in like neon. Well, they're dressed fancy like they just garb. escaped the circus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they they attack Jojo. Uh, he easily dispatches all of them. Um, he has like seemingly has some brief trouble with the the main uh, tough mm-hmm. who's wearing a, a signature you know hat, mm-hmm. um, which is filled with switchblades around the brim, mm-hmm. and he. It's an invention of his own making for fleecing people. He's just, like, trucking knives, and he grabs the knife with his hand, too, and, you know. Yeah. While that's going, like, in the first fights... He seems kind of invincible, this Jojo. Uh, yeah, he 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 fights him, uh, but you know he kind of manages to impress, uh, you know, the main street tough mm-hmm. because uh, literally, okay, main street tough, who we later find out mm-hmm. is is uh, Robert EO Speedwagon. Yeah. Uh, Speedwagon throws this switchblade hat at him, and Jojo just tanks it into his arm. Because he he needs to get rid of the hat to just sock him in the face or mm-hmm. kick him in the face, um, and uh, Speedwagon pieces together like oh he he sacrificed his bleeding arm to to <laughs> or he was willing to yeah. just to land a hit so yeah. this this kid's got gumption yeah I like the cut of his jib, um, so uh, you know he he basically defeats these three men and uh, they reveal that. Um, Okay, so then once he dispatches yeah. these three, an Everyone, entire army surrounds him of street toughs. <laughs> but then Speedwagon calls out and says, "No, he's good. Yeah, he spared us all. Yeah, he's like, tough. He could take us on anyway. So, like, I could tell that you held back yeah. on that. Like, you could have shattered my skull, but you chose <laughs> but you not to. And you also let my two mates live. Mm-hmm. So, like, why are you here? Yeah, like, why did you do that? He's yeah. like, and, and JoJo is like, I'm here to save my father." <laughs> I didn't want to rob anyone else of their family members mm-hmm. if you also had someone to go home yeah, to. So they all have hearts. And Speedwagon's like, I trust this man with yeah. me life, I do. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, We're that's best, best friends from this moment on. Um, so Speedwagon offers to then take him to the, the <laughs> medicine shop yeah. where this poison came from. Yeah. 
uh, back at uh, you know, oh, this port city. Best scene. I'm going to have a best scene for every set of episodes we watch. This is Dio just yeah. <laughs> wallowing, drinking away his pain. He's put, like, he's put on his feathered drinking oh, cape. And saying, I'm becoming a bleeding alcoholic just like my deadbeat dad. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's drowning his sorrows in the bottle. He's wandering around. <laughs> Um, but he has on him uh, both the stone mask and an ornamental knife that that he also took Stole. from the mansion. Yeah. Um, and he's cursing himself. Uh, he bumps into a couple of uh, of hardy men on the street. Uh, they, you know, they're taunting him. Uh, you know, Dio knocks out one of the men with a you know his wine bottle. Uh, the other man retaliates, but Dio, you know, so decides. This be a good time to experiment. Yeah, so he puts the stone mask on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... And then matters it with the other guy's blood by, like, doing his head in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but n- at first, nothing happens. And he's like, ah, oh, useless mask. You, you, you just killed him? Well, that wasn't exciting. There's a bright exciting. light, and that's it. Yeah. But there is a there's a, a a bright light, and the man soon returns to his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mask falls off, revealing that the man has been mutated into a vampiric creature. Mm-hmm literal vampire or a you know scientific or, yeah. or magical vampire we can't say but definitely like that uh the man then attacks dio with super strength basically uh you know he this is one of the parts where dio goes completely horizontal yeah, yeah. he's he sent it 90 What's degrees going on? yeah i've shattered my shoulder uh like he he just basically like waved at me and broke my shoulder and you know the stab wound in his hand has repaired itself like he's not slowed down by any injury yeah. here um so that the man has clearly become vampiric uh he's able to pierce dio's skin with his fingers and begin draining his blood restoring some vitality to himself uh dio thinks that he's going to die mm-hmm. he thinks that he's going to be done in by his own hubris and fooling with this mask um, but the, the newly transformed vampire is quickly destroyed when the sun rises uh you know I don't think I don't know if it's the Thames, uh, but mm-hmm. and and uh, wipes it destroys him. Yeah, would so, you say the sun gave him a Dio? <laughs> yes, <laughs> did him very good, very good. Yeah. Um, well, it's lucky he got here first. That messenger, he should be if he was on our opponent's team. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be well beat. <laughs> so uh, you know, Dio uh, being Dio, yeah. kind of like pot pieces together. Like yeah. this is the key to some serious shit here. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm going to take what I learned here, um, and I'm going to uh, to use it. Yeah. And uh, he returns home. The mansion is dark. dark. Why is it so dark in here? <laughs> and Jojo is waiting for him. Lights a candle. Uh, so episode three, <laughs> Youth with Dio. <laughs> Tuesdays with more. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so Jojo reveals that he has already found the yeah. antidote to the poison and has given it to his father. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he apologizes, but he is going to have to hand Dio over to the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Jojo's astonishment, uh, Dio begins acting and pleads uh, <laughs> with Jojo, uh, you know, to be given more time because he's like, I was, I was a wretch. I was raised mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from poverty, yeah. uh, and I I knew I didn't know any better. It's I, just I, you got all those Pokemon games, Dan, and I received none. I was I I hated you, but I <laughs> I let my demons overcome me, and I gave you poison in return. <laughs> and JoJo uh, is is kind of buying it, but Speedwagon, luckily, 
has yeah. followed behind I him. I smell bullshit. He's like, oh, I know what he's <laughs> doing. He's acting. He is. Yeah. It's like, because Speedwagon's been around a lot of uh, sneaky people, and he recognizes when someone's lying. Through smell. Yeah, he smells it out. Uh, and this is where he's like, you know, this guy wasn't raised bad. He was born bad. I can, like, see it in his eyes. It's like an animal thing. Uh, so he, uh, you know, Speedwagon brings out from behind a curtain uh, Wang Chan, mm -hmm. the man who had he been dealing the poison. The poison. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, so then he pulls back other curtains yeah. and reveals that George, as well as several police officers and the constable, <laughs> are waiting there to yeah. arrest Dio. They kind of like Job of the Hut, they've mm -hmm. all been waiting there. Mm -hmm. Ready for, for however long they needed. Uh, for Dio, because Dio outright admitted yeah. to the poisoning, so. Uh, you know, George is saddened at Dio's betrayal and decides to return to his room because he doesn't want to watch Dio get shackled. Mm -hmm. um, Wang Chan, meanwhile, <laughs> who seems to be like a fortune teller, says that he can tell by Dio's face and by the markings on the, his ear. The devil ear. has given him luck. Yeah, so he's not going to die tonight. He's Maybe not going to be arrested. speak that fear aloud. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's he's like, on board with it, yeah. so he's not he's not gonna he's yeah. not gonna do it. Um, but he's like, yeah, this man is not going to be caged. This man is not going to die tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, so Dio asks uh, for Jojo to handcuff him <laughs> himself. Do me that yeah, yeah. simple honor. Um, and everyone's like, be careful, Jojo. He's not careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Dio basically uh, rants that his life as a human has been a failure, uh, but he, you know, that has only given him the resolve to reject his humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, he pulls out the knife uh, and is about to stab Jojo when George throws himself between the two men mm -hmm. and takes the knife to the back. Yep. Uh, using this as a distraction, Dio puts on the stone mask just as the police open fire mm -hmm. on him. And he uh, pulls the Michael Myers, Myers out the back window. He, he's blown yep. out the, yep. the window. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, the mask glows red. We can <laughs> see that it's taking effect. Um, and, you know, the, the tentacles impale his head, but everyone thinks that he has died. Um, while dying in Jojo's arms, uh, George gives Jojo the ring on his finger, which apparently belonged to his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the constable becomes alarmed by the ring's presence and, you know, expresses some guilt for not stopping Dio when he, or mm -hmm. stopping the Brando family yeah. when he had the chance. Mm -hmm. He reflects on an occasion where Dario Brando was arrested for drunkenness and the constable found that he had a Joe Star ring in his possession. Presumably to pawn. Yes. And this was after... You know, the life-saving event, this was yeah. presumably into both, well into Jojo and Dio's childhoods. Mm -hmm. um, he shows up, he sees, like, oh, Dario robbed me. Mm -hmm. um, but he goes into but the I cells. But I have a life set, so... Yeah. yeah. He, he goes into the cells and he's like, yeah, I gave you this ring, right? Like, I, I gave it to you the day that you saved my life. <laughs> um, and the constable kind of doesn't buy it, and, and Dario is also shocked. Um, but they, you know... They go with it. Mm -hmm. So this, at the very least, establishes that George was not, you know, tricked, necessarily. Yeah. He knew what Dario was, he knew who Dio probably was, but he felt honor-bound mm -hmm. to take Dio in. Um, so it was kind of just like, okay, I know how evil 
this guy's real father was, I knew what kind of person he was, mm -hmm. and he says that he might have gone too easy on Dio. Yeah. He was too hard on, on Jojo Joe, because he's yep. a Joe star, um, but he might have been too lenient with Dio mm -hmm. because he was trying to give him a better life. Hold an anti-mame. I know you don't get that reference, but he, that's exactly what anti-mame does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's... It, uh, it says, you know, so George is, you know, Jojo is clearly saddened, um, but, you know, George is still, you know, he's like, please just take care of your brother's body, bury him next to his father, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm okay because I'm dying in the arms of my son, yeah. and that's, there's no greater honor than that. Um, Speedwagon goes to check uh, if Dio's body is the out there. Not there! It is not. Um... The constable goes to poke <laughs> his head out, and he is quickly be well. He's the top of his head, head is, is chopped off. Is, well, not chopped; it's like clutched S off. Yeah, yeah Dio a smashes hand goes it. through it because <laughs> uh, Dio can roll, wall crawl now. Uh, he is a vampire, a vampire, mm -hmm. um, and Dio swings inside the house. Uh, and he quickly kills all of the policemen. Mm -hmm. Again, we have the brutal body horror stuff. Yep. Uh, three of the policemen are killed when Dio literally just dismembers one, and then the limbs fly away with such force that they kill the other police officers in the process. Yeah. Uh, so the the strength of Dio in this form is is emphasized. Um, Dio kind of uh, gloats that this is all thanks to the mask, plus the Joestar blood. Yeah. The significance of this will come into effect later, but Dio obviously prefers that blood. And we'll, mm -hmm. we'll get into that. That'll become a thing later. Yeah. Um, that'll become a thing in multiple ways, mm. so remember that detail. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, Jonathan, or Jojo grabs a massive spear from a nearby suit of armor, and he's like, you know, Dio has clearly become some kind of evil, like, great evil, I need to stop him here and now, because he thinks back on, oh yeah, that ancient evil mask I was studying, mm -hmm. uh, he's like, Father, Dio, mask, blood, <laughs> death, yeah. ghost. So he, he goes through it, mm -hmm. and he's like, I gotta, I gotta kill him um, now. Uh, but he kind of, like, is easily defeated by, or, you know, held back by Dio, because Dio just bends the spear back and yeah. pierces Jojo's shoulder <laughs> with it. Or it looks like a toothpick in his massive shoulder, but sure. Uh, yeah, um, so, uh, you know... When uh, Dio kind of, like, takes a moment to to gloat, yep. he looks back and sees that Jojo and Speedwagon have both disappeared. They're hiding behind a curtain, just like Polonius! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and like Polonius, you will... Yeah, yeah so he, uh, he's like, I can smell... It's curtains for you, Dad. Uh, he tracks them over to a curtain nearby, but when he pulls it back... That's where uh, all the fire is! That's the fire room! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have, like, used yeah. a lantern to ignite a fire, and Dio is, like, uh, you know... Consumed by the backdraft. <laughs> he's he's immolated, but we can see that his regeneration powers are faster than the flames are burning through him. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, Jojo pushes Speedwagon out of the way um, before blocking an entire desk that Dio threw at them. Um... He, uh, you know, jumps up onto the ledge of the second floor using a sword as a springboard, um, and he tells Dio, 
uh, to, you know... Fight me! Come, like, he beckons for him to follow Pulls him. Pulls the Meta Knight from Smash. And just tells Speedwagon to get away and get to yeah. safety. And meanwhile, Dio's shirt burned off. Pants completely fine, though. Pants are fine. Yeah. Uh, Pants and, it, and shoes, they're they're okay. okay. And Dio does his wall walk from yeah, the opening. <laughs> he does the Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> strut up yeah. the wall to come meet Jojo in combat. Um, on the roof... Uh, Jojo manages to block a, a kick from Dio and then tackles him. Uh, Speedwagon is narrating this from yeah, the ground. Everything. And he's like, uh, he's like uh, the, the, the fire gets hotter the longer it burns, so Jojo is trying to, you know, increase the heat to, <clears throat> to outdo Dio's regeneration abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The, uh, the mansion becomes much taller for yeah. the sake of this scene. Uh, so as they're tumbling into the wreckage of the it house... must be an hour-long fall. Dio Vampire grips himself onto the wall. Mm-hmm. Jojo keeps falling, um, but he springboards himself off, off that, the wall with spear. a spear. Yep. Jumps back up, misses Dio's leg, <laughs> but manages to... <laughs> take Indiana, off his belt. <laughs> and Indiana Jones whip it onto Dio's leg uh, and pull him down, it's too. It's beautiful. And, uh, you know, so they're both... It's like, being, fine, let us both die in the same flames. But then. I will live because yeah. I can just, you know, vamoose out of here because yeah. I'm, you know, vampire. Uh, but due to Jojo's familiarity with the layout of that foyer, yeah. uh, he kicks off the wall and impales Dio on the giant <laughs> statue of the Joestar family guardian angel. Yeah. Uh, so Dio is presumably stuck there. Well, he disintegrates. I thought he was gone. I was like, oh. Well, yeah, he, he's impaled, mm-hmm. and then he's left to melt in the fire, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Jojo is kind of blasted out of the house by yeah, the backdrop. It just goes out of, like, a window or something. Um, but Speedwagon, uh, kind of, like, uh, you know, <laughs> it comes to his side and assures him that he won, that Dio has yeah. been defeated. Uh, the next day, uh, you know, the poisoner is seen rummaging through the ruins of, of the house. Full carry. He finds the stone mask and attempts to pick it up, but he is uh, quickly stopped and drained of his life by a charred Dio, <laughs> who has apparently survived. Bum, bum, bum. And that brings us to episode four, Overdrive. <laughs> Three days after the battle between uh, Jojo and Dio, Speedwagon yeah. decides to visit Jojo in the hospital. Speedwagon has nothing better to do. Yeah, He's yeah. ride or die yeah. for Jojo Honestly, now. <laughs> after meeting, like, for four days or so. He impressed him. They're just biffles, yeah. He impressed him. Uh, outside Jojo's room, he peers inside to see that a young woman has been, uh, tirelessly tending to, uh, Jojo's wounds. Her fingers are chapped! Yeah. She must have been at it all night, reapplying the water for those burns! Yeah, so she's been tending to him all night. Uh, Jojo awakens and realizes that the woman is his childhood sweetheart, mm-hmm. Arena Pendleton. Yeah, well, he, she has to give him a few clues first. Yeah, he's got to remember, yeah. <laughs> even though they all kind of look like bigger versions of themselves. themselves. Uh, so the two begin conversing as Speedwagon <laughs> struts away and he's like, I'll leave those yeah. two to, to do, you know, Jojo's gonna recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, elsewhere in London, Jack yeah. the Ripper is still uh, terrorizing the streets. Uh, he's about to stab, or he is stabbing a young woman when he is interrupted by Dio. Dio on a dolly. Uh, he, on a trolley, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is, uh, you know, wheelchair bound and being pushed by a zombified <laughs> Wang Chan. Uh, Dio has a cloak covering his burned body, um, but uh, he uses, like, a vampire mind control trick to, uh, you know, 
bring Get Jack into position. Yeah, to suck his blood. Jack brings yeah. Jack under control, drains his blood, turns him into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Jojo is seen using a cane <laughs> to walk around in the debris of the house. Uh, you know, trying to figure out if the mask and Dio were destroyed. Uh, he gives up and decides to just take a stroll with Arena. Uh, during their walk, a uh, mysterious man appears. Yep. He's dressed in a white suit. He's got a top hat, a cane, or a cape. Um, As I said, he would be strange jo- dressed, but this is the JoJo universe, yeah, so, so this he's, is normal wear. He blends right in. Yeah. He's uh, he's seasoning a sandwich yeah, with, with pepper. Some pepper. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, you know quickly moves into or he jumps into the air lunges at jojo and punches him in the diaphragm well uses a pinky finger to jab him in the diaphragm which would hurt which would hurt (laughs) knocking the wind out of him um but when jojo takes the time to recover his breath he realizes that his arm has been healed completely Mm -hmm. like his arm basically reassembles itself uh because he felt something move through his body and bring his arm back, and it's completely it's completely healed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the man, Baron Zeppeli, <laughs> explains that what he just did was uh, send a, a ripple through Jojo's body, um, you know, transferring his own energy into him and reassembling his arm with mm. it. Uh, Zeppeli then demonstrates this power. Uh, <laughs> he walks over to a frog on a rock. Uh, he punches down with a powerful ripple attack but the energy goes through the frog leaving it unharmed but breaks the rock the frog is fine the yep. frog is unharmed um and you know and it's basically zeppeli explains that uh you, you know dio and the stone mask were definitely not destroyed and you know he has traveled here he's been searching for that mask for decades his search has led him here and he's going to have to get jojo involved because it's his destiny to fight dio uh, Zeppeli also notices that when Jojo is casually leaning against a tree, the leftover Hamon in his arm is is making flowers bloom. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this this boy has yeah. potential. I can, you know, if I train him, he might be enough to do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, Dio, meanwhile, is uh, <laughs> taking refuge in a spooky mansion and is draining humans of their blood the to heal The more blood I drink, the younger I feel. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he then gives uh, Jack the Ripper the corpse to eat. Uh, for the next week, Jojo trains under Zeppeli to master the power of... Uh, these notes call it the Ripple. It's it's alternatively, like, the Ripple and Hamon. Mm-hmm. It, it's, like, called, I think, interchangeably. It's just making me hungry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought they were saying Hamon like ham. It's called Hambone, yeah. yeah. Um, but the two take a break, and Zeppeli explains that... Uh, uh, many years ago, when he was uh, a young but lad, a sailor. Uh, his father was an archaeologist, and they came across Aztec ruins. Uh, and while searching them, uh, they found this stone mask. Remember that. Remember that it was mm-hmm. Aztec ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, he find he found they they found this stone mask. But on the voyage back home, one of the crew members got a little greedy took the mask for himself, became a vampire, went on a vampire rage, killed everyone except Zeppeli, um, and Zeppeli was trying to escape when the sun rose to destroy the vampire, who was actually Zeppeli's father. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zeppeli hadn't realized that until that point, um, but his father is dead, and the ship and the mask sailed beyond his reach. Yes. Um, So he has been hunting for it ever since. 
Uh, in the process of learning more about the mask and its supernatural powers, uh, Zeppeli trained in the art of, uh, of using Haman slash Ripple. Um, because, uh, you know, basically it's, it's all about mastering breath control, um, because the air powers your blood and the ripple energy moves through your blood, uh, and that energy mimics the power of the sun, pretty much. Mm. So it is an effective tool to fight vampires. Uh, it's probably why he sought it out. Um... So he uh, he teaches uh, Jojo the zoom punch technique, <laughs> um, and then Speedwagon shows up and announces that someone who's probably Dio has been spotted in the town of Wind Knight's Lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the group sets off immediately in a carriage, uh, but the only way into that town is through a long tunnel. Mm -hmm. uh, so despite it being the daytime, they're still ready. They're still prone to vampire and zombie attacks. Sure enough, Jack the Ripper attacks them. Uh, he beheads their horses and then hides it's inside in, a horse. Yeah. Uh, just for, for extra... He got in sickness. there real neat, but the exit was sloppy. <laughs> um, and Jack also reveals that he has, like, knife powers. Like, he can mm -hmm. manifest blades from his body. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Zeppeli dramatically pours himself a glass oh, of wine. I said he really broke out that bottle of wine, huh? And he's like, okay, like... Jojo, watch what I'm doing. Uh, look at how this man fights. And remember, you know, think of a tick. If a tick chooses to go and bite a human who can smash it, is it doing so out of, like, you know, righteousness? Or is it, like, bravery? No. It's just eating. Mm -hmm. Like, this man surrendered all humanity yeah. when he became what he became, so you have to treat them as such. He has... He is just... He has a hunger for human flesh... Mm -hmm. That's how you must fight him. Yeah. He, he has no, you know, because Reasoning, even, yeah. like, courage is what mm -hmm. defines a battle. It, it's what will turn the battle in your favor, so mm -hmm. you have to maintain it. Um, so he, he uses a ripple kick uh, to drive Jack the Ripper away. Um, Jack the Ripper had also previously destroyed <laughs> the exit to the tunnel mm -hmm. uh, by Walking sealing them in. Them in. Um, and then uh, Jack the Ripper pulls up a, a lever... Uh, that opens a hidden passageway and escapes into a side of the tunnel. Uh, Zeppeli hands Jonathan uh, the glass of wine <laughs> and tells him that he must defeat Jack the Ripper without spilling a single drop. Nope. Couldn't uh, do it. Sorry. S Speedwagon is like, that's... You're, you're bleeding crazy. I know what I'm doing! And he's like, no, the, the Vikings were not the Vikings until a northern wind blew them in that direction and you will have to face a hardship in order to come out. He's mm -hmm. like, if you, if even a single drop of wine <laughs> spills, I will stop training you. Dio is guaranteed to win. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, Jojo goes into the passageway. <laughs> um, Jack attacks him with a giant set of blades shaped like a hair clip. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a, like a, yeah, like a beret. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. There's something that's shaped like that. I can't remember exactly what it's called, though. It's like the, the like a hair clip. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, he attacks him with this, uh, and even though Jojo's arm is cut, he does manage to, to keep the wine glass up. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jack the Ripper is hiding around a corner. He's like, come on, come out into where I can see you, then I'll get you, I'll yeah. snip you into ribbons. And, uh, you know, Jojo kind of takes a moment to, to gather his breath and focus, and he senses, you know the ripple from his own body is moving through this wine glass. Mm -hmm. 
he can feel his own energy, he can feel the surrounding energy, he can sense where things are, so he then uses a sendo punch, he sends one into the wall, mm -hmm. which ripples through it, and, and blows explodes up Jack, Jack the Ripper's River. head, yeah. defeating him. Um, you know, uh, so Jack the Ripper is defeated, and uh, Zeppeli proudly says yeah. that Jojo has passed the test with, with flying colors. colors. And that's where we leave. Yeah. Uh, it seems as though next time, uh, Jojo will be facing some tougher opponents, oh. the Dark Knights. Oh, boy. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm here for the ride now. Mm -hmm. I'm excited that I'm finally going to be able to see this with you. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I would say getting to do a second, you know, viewing of this and getting, you know, getting to look into the context of stuff, knowing where something goes... Uh, and getting to discuss it, I think, is going to enrich it a lot. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. The second viewing has had a lot more flavor watching it with someone so far. So mm. I, I think I think that, you know, the whole stretch will benefit from that. Uh, but I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. I need to get my Team Dio shirt ready. Of course. <laughs> <sighs> um, but uh, mm -hmm. before you give a tease as to what's coming next, uh, is there anywhere the audience can reach you? Uh, you can find me, Jonathan McCoy at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. You can follow me on Drink and Read JK on the Twitter. And then if you like the sound of my zany voice and my comments on movies and movie adjacent things, you can check out my other podcast, Nightcaps at the Theater, on most podcasting platforms and then if you like reading classic literature check out the podcast drink and read where i did just that mm -hmm. and you dan uh you can follow me on instagram at king underscore danis um i haven't decided if i'm gonna change that name soon but we'll <laughs> see um what do you mean game of thrones is back in fashion again it is when I little guess. baby <laughs> baby stannis is born <laughs> it is chic i guess yeah. um but uh but yeah and also of course our anime was not a mistake facebook page mm -hmm. um should have a new logo up. Mm -hmm. I'm pleased with the symmetry of it. Yes, you are. Uh, that was I, I. I made that, and then I died. <laughs> uh, I could go in peace. Yes. Um, but uh, we have a, a favorite series of yours coming yes, next week. Definitely not as heavy as this one. Definitely not as bloody by far. Mm -hmm. Um, it probably in a rewatch, it hasn't aged as well as one might hope. Mm -hmm. So going into that, just remember. I'll bring it up next week, but it is a series that got me into anime in the mm -hmm. first place. And all I can say, Dan, is we're going off to Oron. It's time to kiss, kiss, fall in love. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm, with Oron High School Host Club Academy? Do they have a, a rugby team? Oh, they probably do, yeah. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. a lot of pretty boys. Well, we're going to stay preppy. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go halfies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. 
And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.